0: Joe Manchin caves on a big spending bill and Biden wants to release a notorious terrorist in exchange for two Americans. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs too. follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Old routines die hard like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Superbeets Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats choose an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com.
2: But I started thinking about it just as, you know, somebody who's raised a middle class kid. One year even though you didn't have the job you have now, even though you didn't get a raise that year, the difference between having a job, having a 5% raise or whatever, three, five, seven, whatever it happens to be, in the face of inflation, price of the pump, although that's down every day so far, but, you know, it's like, whoa, I feel worse off. But then again, I didn't get a check for eight grand from the government, They just among other things. Does that
1: have any sense to anybody? So, <sighs> President McMath face unity. His reasoning is that people think that they, because because they got a stimmy check, that that's he. I'm trying to understand his logic here. It's really hard to understand. His
3: logic is apparently he thinks Americans think the economy's in a recession because, because? they didn't get another stimulus
4: Jeez, check.
1: That is that is one of the most insulting things I think I've heard in some time. Just given him, give him time. Give time. It's still early. It's Friday, guys. Welcome to the show. Your lovable curmudgeon here with you. Dana Lash to finish out the week. Nancy Pelosi's expect I do want to actually take some of this. Um I ha- am, I've got a million thoughts on this whole situation with the House delegation going to parts of Asia, including Taiwan, which has made uh, it's it's made China infuriated. They're they're enraged right now. There was this very I don't know this this two hour long phone call between. Uh, the president of the United States and between Xi Jinping. And apparently it didn't it didn't go so well. I, to- I made mention of that yesterday when we were talking about all of this because it, it seemed like, you know, they just had the basic readout for the president's side of things. But then for Xi Jinping, it was, you know, oh, he's, you know, fire and brimstone and all hell. So here's the deal. She's expected to go to blah, blah, blah. We've talked about this. You know that. Asia, Taiwan. China's mad because they have this one China policy. And they think that, that treating Taiwan as its own entity and allowing this visit is a move of aggression towards them. They always think everything is a move of aggression towards them. I am of two minds on this. And... Not on her going. I think she needs to go. I think that this was handled kind of stupidly, though. Because normally when you... I mean, normally you don't even know a lawmaker's over there until they're on their way back. When, when Pence was at the... Uh, even the, when he was at DMZ, we didn't really know it until after the photos were taken and he was already on his way back. By the time we saw those photos, he was on his way back. It's very interesting. I just feel as though they needed to, to time the messaging about i don't know who leaked it who leaked this did someone leak her going because if someone leaked her going i would point fingers at the white house because the white house has apparently back channel been trying to convince her to not go and i think she needs to go i think that if she doesn't go then we're bending a knee to china and i don't i you guys know how i feel about that so she can't cancel because what happens is then it telegraphs this whole move of Her bending a knee to communist China And the United States capitulating to Chinese demands And we can't have that because they're commies And it's part of our DNA to hate commies I literally have a t-shirt Which actually I should have worn today Now that I think of it Uh, Better dead than red Yes, I wear it proudly in public Because blank commies Now, here's my other thinking on this (sighs) I almost, I'm looking at not what they're saying, I'm looking at what they're doing. I'm going back to that CHIPS bill. The CHIPS bill that has been now, it's going to Biden's desk. It's been passed. It's a crap bill. Absolute garbage. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that that in itself is a capitulation. It is a capitulation to the idea that, well, China's going to do something to Taiwan anyway, so might as well try to make the least effort possible to make ourselves sustainable or self-sustaining where it concerns these semiconductors. Because the whole thing, they, they're, they, they, they're hedging their bet, especially they gave it away when they were talking about competitiveness with China because China imports 84% in, but not if they take Taiwan. Then what happens? Oh, then China gets control of the largest semiconductor manufacturing facility in the world. Now, do you see? I think it's more than just disruption between Taiwan's manufacturing and distribution and getting it out to the marketplace. I think that they're to me, it sounds like they they believe that China is going to take Taiwan and they're not going to do a damn thing about it. So this is where it is. Now, there's a lot of discussion to be had as to which we're not going to have today because i I don't even know if I'm settled on a singular position in terms of how I view at reaction to China. I know that there are a lot of people who I classify as neocons that immediately wanted us to get involved in the Middle East, et cetera, et cetera. I consider anything where where physical force is the first reaction to be neocon, where threat of where immediate use of military force i I consider that because that's 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 the I grew up with that and came to age of it with grew up with it with HW, uh, saw it, became an adult with W, saw it there. That's that's how by and large, that's how Republican response has been for quite a long time. And we're love him or hate him. When Trump got into office, one of the things that he didn't do was get us involved in every single damn conflict out there, which is what Democrats said that he was going to do. And then they turned around and started doing it themselves with Biden. My whole point is that I feel like this chips bill is capitulation to this narrative or or just ex- it's like surrender in a way. Oh, well, we know China's going to take over Taiwan. So there you go. Let's just go ahead and pass this bill. I mean, yes, the bill's kind of, you know, it's basically a slush fund for special interests with very little actually devoted to semiconductor, you know, creation, etc. research. But damn, if that ain't a message. So do you see how I'm kind of of two minds about this now? It's like there's a tough talk within the action was real weak. You know what I mean? Like there. So even if she does go over there and there, there's like this I'm going, I'm Nancy Pelosi, I'm house leadership. I'm, you know, number basically number three in line uh, going to be going over to Taiwan. That's great and all. But then they also just passed this bill. Don't think for a second that the commies in Beijing are not watching pass this bill. That's essentially a statement that they believe that China's going to take Taiwan anyway. And it's weird because China's economy is absolute garbage. And Wuhan got locked down again. So even if they did something, all the aggression would be in the first strike. There's nothing that they could do after. They could not, they do not, A, they don't have the population anymore to sustain uh, a long, drawn-out engagement, number one. Number two, all their infrastructure is crap. All their infrastructure is garbage. There's no way. It would have to be a test of wills. And at that point, you have to ask how devoted are people to CCP ideology? That's a huge. We need to have. We're going to break that down. We got Stephen Yates back Monday, correct? Because whoo boy, so we're going to go over all that now. Here is the other thing: the fallout from the Inflation Reduction Act. It's Kristen Cinema. Kristen Cinema's silence has been very interesting, and a lot of people have been really pointing to this. She hasn't really said a whole heck of a lot on this. The Biden inflation reduction, the pass through, eliminating that, the carried interest, all that stuff. That was one of the things that she was kind of a holdout on. Whereas uh, Joe Manchin liked the idea of screwing for chastity, a.k.a. spending 300 billion dollars to cut down on uh, the on the deficit, which is so stupid. So that's the Inflation Reduction Act for 2022. Individual provisions are just basically giant spending bills. That's it. The Medicare stuff. The expansion of, from a temporary measure under lockdown—we talked about that yesterday—of Obamacare, the taxation, doubling the size of the IRS—it's—it's—it's uh, all—it's garbage. It looks—it is a giant tax increase, spending, another extension of in, those, those insurance subsidies, the three hundred and seventy billion dollars being spent on climate, on weather, essentially. It's all it's just it's a it's a it's a boondoggle. It's a nightmare. And it's going to add to the inflation. It's not the opposite of it. Now, here you have Janet Yellen out saying that we've entered a new phase of our recovery. This is not a recovery. It is not a recovery and under in under any way. You can they can sit here and try to redefine the six ways to Sunday you know what's so funny about all this did you guys have you guys been paying attention to the Wikipedia war Wikipedia is garbage Wikipedia is not even allowed for use in court Wikipedia I, uh, maybe one third of what's on my page is actually accurate they wouldn't even allow my book they wouldn't allow one of my books on there they wouldn't allow like all, all my education on they wouldn't allow any of that it was it's ridiculous. And so they have been having a hot war on the word recession on Wikipedia. The, you have a bunch of, of progressives who have no jobs. They're on the government teat. They have no jobs. They do nothing except sit on their ginormous, large-ass derriere. And all they do all day long is argue on Wikipedia. All day long. They get up. They have a Mountain Dew. And then they go and start arguing on Wikipedia while their cats run around half-starved. It's a bunch of cat ladies, you know, I'm sure. That's all these people do every day. I would imagine it's like where Media Matters gets their hires. So they have been revising and fighting what recession is for a full 48 hours now. Nonstop. The revision history on that entry on Wikipedia is insane. And they're trying to argue that this I mean basic fact That's actually not a recession You know negative growth doesn't necessarily signal a recession well, I mean that's the stuff they're arguing You know you can still be adding jobs And not have them actually measured like that Well what? No and like for real that's like some of the stuff that they've And then it's, it's like a bunch of it, It's just Golly now you can understand why Some of the people believe this stuff So they've been fighting over those entries because that's our new reality. We have a lot. D.C.'s Democrat mayor wants the National Guard to deal with illegal immigrants that are in D.C. Do you remember, though, when Abbott called for the Guard to go to the border and the left lost their mind? You can't send the Guard to the border, but you can send them to D.C. because the illegal Entrance cannot be there. You can't deal with them at the border, but you can send the National Guard to deal with them in D.C. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to get into the latest with uh, we'll have whatever remarks may come from Pelosi on this trip to Taiwan. Uh, We're also going to get into the woman is now man. Recession is good. And the vaccine is actually therapeutic. The redefinition of the not just English language, but reality. We have an update on the Senate primary or the Senate races from across The U.S. Some bad news in Pennsylvania where Oz is trailing Fetterman by double digits now. I wonder who told everybody so. Just wondering about that. We've got that and a million other things to touch on. It's a busy Friday and we're also going to talk to Grover Norquist and we also have Chris Kobach on uh, from Kansas to talk because they got a big abortion Uh, determining their law coming up on August 2nd. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like quote economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did call the only precious metal dealers that I trust American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diverging. 71188 or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866 887 1188 or text Dana to 998899.
2: CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp explains why firing Nancy Pelosi and winning the midterms needs to be our white hot focus or 2024 might not even matter. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, Matt and I also discuss how a small number of leftists are ruining our corporations and institutions and why conservative ideas are better because they work and they make us happy. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
1: So the GOP won the congressional baseball game for a second straight year. They were victorious, of course. I'm just, I'm very fascinated by this. It's all for a good cause. It's all for charity. Uh, and in fact, it was led by the efforts of pitcher Greg Stubies, Florida. And they had it all benefits organizations like the Washington Literary Center, Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Washington. And so the uh, victory, second in a row. And But I have to say, You know, we have that little cutie little headline. But then you have this classy move by Democrat Representative Linda Sanchez, who at literally a congressional baseball game that's supposed to just engender good feelings and goodwill between the different parties in the chamber. And it's for children's charities. She decides to give the finger to all of her Republican rivals at the game. And then she ended up losing I mean, this lunchbox, as she ran by everybody on the Republican side, decides to fly the finger because she's so classy. Jeez. <sighs> sloppy Joe. slap, sloppy Joe. All right. So also in Kentucky, a lot of flooding. It's flooding everywhere. Flooding in my home state of Missouri. Everything's flooded. Now, sadly, there are eight fatalities due to the flooding, and the death toll is expected to hit double digits, according to the governor. The flooding is expected to also destroy hundreds of properties. You're not hearing a lot about the flooding in Kentucky and different parts of the Midwest and national news, are you? Because the only thing that they talk about is if it happens to them. Just awful, though, seeing some of this, and a lot of it, I mean, it, you, when you you when it's not unordinary, I just remember the great flood in 92 and all my friends sandbagging their houses. I remember all that stuff. So every now and then it does happen. But man, in Kentucky, eight fatalities so far. Hershey's, the chocolate people, they're not going to be able to meet the demand for Halloween candy, they said. They're already coming out with it now. They said, no, 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 they're a Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania-based Pennsylvania manufacturer. They said that if they, they tried to start the stockpile in April of the Hershey's bars and the Reese's. Oh my gosh, they make Reese's peanut butter cups. I will fight people in the aisle for that. I'm not kidding you. I'll be on cops. And the peppermint patties, which nobody cares about, uh, to prepare for the crucial Halloween and holiday seasons, they said we're really, really producing. But the problem is that uh, we make it all in the same manufacturing equipment and demand for sweets has exceeded our expectations because people are sad. So they want a Reese's peanut butter cup, which is the best candy In the world, it is. We have a lot more to get into. Stick with us. More in store. When you want an affordable, consistent meat option for your family, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers believe there is no quality like American quality, and that everyone deserves to know where their meat comes from. Delivering 100% American, never imported meat straight to your door, Good Ranchers products have no added hormones or antibiotics. Cattle are pasture-raised, chickens are free-range, and Good Ranchers farms use the most innovative techniques to ensure every cut of meat hits your table, a cut above the rest. The T-bones, burgers, ribeye, and chicken are all some of the best I've had. Everything is hand cut and trimmed individually vacuum sealed and flash frozen to ensure superior quality. So right now use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. Get premium steakhouse quality meat without the premium prices. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and save $30 off your next order plus free express shipping. Eat seriously delicious food from GoodRanchers.com slash Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered.
5: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: danalash.com, little Kenichi S I. This is a really, this dude's been out there playing since like the late 80s, did all this really cool 70s rock, punk rock, all this stuff, and he's done like a lot of stuff for different anime too. Uh, But really cool discography, definitely should check it out. And of course you can sign up for the newsletter over at Substack. It's chapter and verse. Now, I I had uh, some other audio I wanted to play, but I want to bring your attention to China throwing a tantrum on Twitter. And I feel like I can rise to the challenge that my skill set affords best when commies start running their mouths on social media, you know? It is, I mean, I'm. it's nonstop. They have been... Let me pull this dude up. The mouthpiece for Beijing, they all talk through the Global Times. Okay, The Global Times is a Beijing owned and run communist mouthpiece newspaper. And they have been running their mouths the moment that they learned that Nancy Pelosi was going to be going to stop me by Taiwan. They've been running their mouths. Let me just tell you what this one with this cat said. Check it. This was just, I mean, um, not even 10 minutes ago. He tweeted this. Quote, If U.S. fighter jets escort Pelosi's plane into Taiwan, it is invasion. The PLA, that's the Beijing Commie Army, has the right to forcibly dispel Pelosi's plane and the U.S. fighter jets, including firing warning shots and making tactical movement of obstruction. If ineffective then shoot them down so they're legit now threatening to shoot down nancy pelosi's plane if if it's accompanied by fighter jets into taiwan because they view taiwan as being part of china which it's not this is when i so miss mean tweets right now can you imagine my favorite thing to do right now is what would trump tweet what would he have tweeted to this I mean, imagine the possibilities, right? It's like that scene in Step Brothers when they make bunk beds and they have so much room for activities. Imagine if we had, there's so many mean tweets. Didn't he, he threatened to shoot that lunchbox down in uh, North Korea into space, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah, something like that. Called him Rocket Man, something like that. Yeah. And then what, what, would he, what would he say, this is Hugh Jean who is the one of the heads over at the Global Times, the commie pay. I just retweeted it and said, shut up, commie. Now, can you imagine? They take Trump off of social media, but they keep this commie mouthpiece on, and they're literally threatening to shoot down the plane. I don't even like Nancy Pelosi as a politician. I don't like any of her policies. I think her husband's a drunk. But this, at this point, it becomes less about politics, and it becomes all about wait a minute you're a commie and you're threatening a member of our government because they're not it's not a thing with Pelosi it's just the U.S. that's what it is now do you think that the Biden administration is going to say anything about this the guy who that one weird speech that he gave where he, he's all wide-eyed you remember that one episode where Mr. Burns got a bunch of radiation and he got loose in the forest on the Simpsons and he came out and there's all the townspeople of Springfield and he walks out and he goes, I bring love. And they go, he brings love. Shoot him. And they all right, freaked out because his his pupils were so dilated. His whole eyes were black. Remember that? That's what Joe Biden looks like in that clip. Man, it's worth seeing. It was a funny scene. That's what he looks like in that clip. Do you think Biden's going to do anything? Is Bi- He's probably already napping in Delaware. Has he called has he called the day? Is it a lid? Did they call a lid already? Wouldn't be a I mean, you have... Beijing threatening to shoot down a plane I'm just just wondering how this works what is what is the Biden administration going to say feels like it really feels like there should be some kind of response like if you do that short stack will literally turn not just you and your family and everything you love including your pets into glass I mean does doesn't that um, that sounds like a a threat more than a provocation? Correct. <sighs> I'm just I I I don't know. That's what it seems like. It's more of a threat and not just a provocation. I we need somebody. We who do we have that could even? I mean, I don't think they're really worried about. Clearly, Biden did not show any kind of strength in news on the phone with Xi Jinping because they immediately started running their mouths right after the call. Immediately. You need something, what is it, the equivalent? Do you remember, um... It was Unforgiven. The movie with Clint Eastwood. And he, uh, money. Well, Money. And he had said, remember what he said, he goes, if I see, any man I see, I'm going to shoot him. Any, you know... SOB takes a shot at me. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill his wife, his friends, and burn his damn house down. Remember? <laughs> I feel like we need the equivalent of that. So this is going to be a very interesting weekend because they leave today. They, The speaker is expected to leave today for this uh, tour through Asia. And they, they said whether she... Whether or not she, rema- she goes to Taiwan remains uncertain. I just feel as though this was handled horribly and nothing should have come out about her going to Taiwan until after she was leaving. I feel like somebody, I don't know, it's, to me, I feel like somebody may have leaked it. And the White House apparently, according to numerous sources, has been back channel trying to talk her out of going, which is so cowardly. Now, I get it. There's the argument of, well, Dana, we don't want to get involved in a war. Oh, I get you. But that, how, why, why do, does immediately everybody run to the idea that if, if the United States takes a stand on one thing, that we're going to be in World War III? I think that people are, are too eager to bend Anita knee bullies. There's a difference between going out and uh, nation building... And then visiting a sovereign nation that China thinks they haven't broke up yet. They've been broken up for a long time, y'all. I don't. I'm just. I don't like to be ordered around by commies, and it makes me a little rebellious, so to speak. So we'll see. Um, now she's she's speaking now. Has she said anything, Steve? I know you're monitoring this. Has she brought this up at all? Has she said anything in response to any of this? Oh, for the love. Nobody gives a rat's backside about extending the Obamacare crap. What talk about the commies in Beijing, woman? I think I have something. Yeah, you think yeah. you got something? Oh, really quickly, can you? I know you don't want to talk about your travel, but can you at least talk about the
6: significance of visiting Asia? What type of message you and a congressional delegation would want to send if you, in fact, make it? Right?
4: Well, I don't ever talk about my travel because, as some of you know, it's a security issue. It's a security issue for every member of Congress traveling, especially abroad, but for the speaker, it is an additional uh, security issue and mm-hmm. for those traveling with me, not just members, but staff, et cetera. The um, president earlier, uh, well, earlier in his term, talked about a strong emphasis on the Asian Pacific. Uh, he, he he has visited there, the uh, vice president has visited there, the secretary of commerce and others. And uh, we want the Congress of the United
1: States to be part of
4: that initiative. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, of though, course, he's, he's saying that.
1: Apparently, Biden's been saying, trying to talk her out of it. We're going to keep an eye on this. Now, speaking of Democrats, in D.C., the mayor has called in the National Guard to deal with people, illegal entrants, who have been sent to D.C. Now, we talked about this last week with Eric Adams, too, because Eric Adams was saying that, what did he say that it was, um, oh, I wrote about this on in, uh, in our newsletter. His quote was that it was callous to send people, to send illegal entrants to New York. So now you have Muriel Bowser, audio soundbite one. She wants the National Guard to come out and deal with this. Listen.
6: We are very focused and we continue to be very focused on having the federal government do its part uh, and take the lead in addressing what we see as a growing humanitarian crisis um, with people who are seeking asylum uh, coming across the country to get onto uh, their final destinations, and we're going to continue uh, to pursue uh, federal involvement. I think, you know, we've had a number of discussions. We've facilitated FEMA's involvement with a million-dollar grant that has now been increased. Uh, to work with our non- elite nonprofit agency, uh, we've facilitated using those grant funds to set up respite uh, a center in uh, a neighboring jurisdiction, hmm. uh, and I've also asked uh, the Secretary of the Army uh, to deploy uh, the oh, DC National Guard to help uh, lead that effort.
1: Dang, she's she's all now. Remember earlier this year. When it came out that the Biden administration was using taxpayer dollars to fly illegal entrants all over the country. There's video of it. Video and interviews. They were sending people to New York, for instance. And the people, for instance, one of the, the county executive in Westchester was livid. Because there were hundreds of people that were being dropped off by, you know, a Boeing 737. Dropped off in, in New York, in his county, and they're sitting, they were asking, well, how are we expected to deal with this? You're not even, they're not, they weren't even telling local governments what was going on. They were secretly flying people in. The planes, it's about, you know, two hours, three hours from Texas to New York. People were getting there between 6.15, 7 a.m. That's an overnight flight. And they would have some chaperones on the flight, but they said, yeah, it was a, uh, uh, the the planes that one of them had 142 illegal immigrants on board. Now, they said also on board, those chaperones, they were employees of MVM, Inc., according to New York Post. It's a security firm that was a major contractor for the CIA and NSA in Iraq. They had a $136 million con- uh, dollar contract with the feds. They were going to transport illegal entrants and unaccompanied children around the country. And there's all kinds of video footage of this stuff. People got all kinds of video footage of it. And they, the contractors were giving people lanyards and all this. It's crazy. They were flying everybody around the country. They had no problems with it then. These nighttime flights to New York and to even D.C. But I'll be damned, you, got, you have Greg Abbott that puts a few of them on a bus and sends them to New York and D.C. And then all of a sudden you have Muriel Bowser wanting to call in the National Guard. Wanting to call in the military. Eric Adams, who said that it was, quote, our system was inundated with those who were seeking shelter because of the callousness of states that pushed them out, end quote. Did Eric Adams say that? He was mayor at the time, even. He was brand new, but he was in office when Biden was sending people out. I'm just curious. Did, do we need to remind everybody? Did, someone needs to remind Muriel Bowser of that inscription on the Statue of Liberty. Give me your poor, your whatever, blah, blah, blah. Remember, they cited that like that was law. Someone tell them about the inscription on the Statue of Liberty. What if we call them racist? Does that work? I mean, I'm just wondering, you know, how that how that goes, because it was okay for them to do it. But the moment that Greg Abbott does it, oh, my gosh, they got to call in the National Guard that they said was racist to call in at the border. But it's okay to call it in now. If Inconsistency is their only consistency. We have more in store. The latest with the Senate. Dr. Oz is trailing John Fetterman by 11 points. Wow. Shocker. It's almost like everyone that had any idea of the electoral landscape or backgrounds of these candidates could have told you and did repeatedly. This is what happens when you allow K Street losers that get checks every time that somebody endorses a candidate that they're pushing. This is what happens when these people get too close to former presidents. That's what happens. We got a lot still to get into, uh, including Wokery and we're watching all this stuff with... uh, the uh, Beijing commies running their mouths, so you don't want to miss. It's a busy day. Keltec innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Keltec's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind, and Keltec's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reverse mag release and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear that all comes standard it's from kel inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns the P-15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel the P-15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world see the new nine millimeter P-15 first up close and personal at keltecweapons.com that's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com
5: Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others.
1: The Dana Show. Make sure you find us on Facebook and on YouTube, where we have our interview with Ted Cruz from yesterday where he slammed his own Senate GOP leadership over that bait and switch with the chips bill. And that's that's quite significant But I'm telling you, that's, I really feel as though that plus the whole thing going on with the Pelosi in China. And the reason I'm talking about that right now is because the communist government's running their mouths like legit right now as we are on air on Twitter, like threatening to shoot down her plane and all this stuff. I mean, it's that is a, um, that coupled with this chips bill signals that they're just anticipating that China's going to do something with Taiwan. But can they though? We that's what we've talked about with Stephen Yates. Their economy is just falling apart. We're going to talk about that more here as we go through. We got uh, Grover Norquist going to be joining us about the <laughs> the inflation not the total inflation bill of 2022. Yeah. We're all going to get hit by taxes and it's just going to going to be lame. Will Smith has apologized apparently in a new video. That was really edited, and apparently they set it up like a Q&A. In a response, finally, like months later, it was, this because the Oscars were in March, Will Smith says his behavior was unacceptable, and I'm, and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. He apologized to Chris Rock. He apologized to Chris's brother, Tony. He apologized to Chris Rock's mom. He apologized to all these people, and he said that he reached out to Chris, and the message that came back was that he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he said... Then he goes. He says, "I'll say to you, Chris. I apologize my behavior." Uh, and I think we have this audio. Audio, yeah. Audio, somebody fifteen, real quick.
2: I've reached out to Chris, um, and the message the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk, and when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will. I will say to you. Uh, chris i apologize to you hmm. um, my behavior was
1: he also unacceptable. noted too that chris's brother tony rock who starred in the sitcom back in 07 all of us he said tony rock was my man and this is probably irreparable yeah it probably is was this a, an apology though to chris rock or was it more for will smith Kind of what it seems like. We got more. Second hour on the way. Stay with us. We got the inflation, that horrible bill. We're going to break down all those taxes and more. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Superbeats choose an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. Danasbeats.com.
2: And the Inflation Reduction Act will add another $370 billion in clean energy tax credits in reconciliation, including incentives to accelerate domestic production of solar panels, wind turbines, batteries, and critical materials processing. That doesn't sound like a recession to me.
1: Oh, well, and you don't know what a recession is. Okay, Because that's not happening. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Second hour of the show. Happy Friday. That's Bryden, show Bryden. I'm having a case of the Bidens. Uh, He says the economy's just doing perfect. Guys, this doesn't sound like a recession to him. I mean, look at all the great stuff that's happening. You know, I mean, you can afford very expensive, fancy milk and all kinds of stuff. You know, I mean, dang, all kinds of good stuff happening. I don't know. That's just the worst. You know, denying that it's taking place, I think, is just is even worse. It's just the worst thing. It's the absolute worst. Denying that it's even happening. Is is, I think worse than, well, I mean he's not doing nothing about it, and he's giving himself cover for that, but this is just a mess, man. It is a mess. i mean, here. Yeah, I'm here to crash bikes and economies, and I'm all out of bikes. As Kane noted, well, he's got he's going to be all out of economies too if he doesn't stop this. Good heavens. So he's, um, I mean, we have the. The gauge on inflation is at a forty-year high, highest level in four days. De- Did we not have like the highest level in thirty deck thirty years, like just last month. last month? Didn't it seem like that? No. So I'm just thinking. Now it just came keep- Are we going to have fifty years next month?
3: See, on the tenth of August, Stop another uh, CPI Stop data it. report. Stop yeah.
1: it! No. I don't want no more numbers.
3: Yeah, this one was just a confirmation of the early June numbers, but yeah,
1: this is the ma- the metric, by the way, that they base their uh, monetary pot or monetary supply policies upon. It's it the the these this whole oh gosh because we still have this. Well, we have the seventy five point seventy five basis point hike. So that brought the rate up to two point two five two and a half, and then Powell. Now remember, Ken, we were talking about this yesterday. Jerome Powell was saying, "Well, I don't really anticipate raising rates again until September," because that sounds like it's, that they are going to raise rates again. That's that's happening. I'm just we're just we're just going to go ahead and go ahead and plan for that.
3: The consensus is it's going to be another fifty basis points in September. It does matter what the data we get in August uh is so again we'll see
1: they that gauge that they that the federal reserve tracks jumped almost seven points in june from a year ago that's the biggest in four decades so that's 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 what we're talking about here and all of these increases this increase is is still accelerating so this was from i'm gonna pull this up this is from ap uh on a month by on a month-to-month basis Basis prices rose from 1% from May to June, faster than the 0.6% rise from April to May. Biggest, just expensive. That's all you know. Things are expensive. It's expensive to buy basic junk anymore. Nobody does it. It's expensive. We have to get a new barbecue grill because Chris is just totally dead now. Yeah, it's like we use it a lot and we've had it for a long time. That thing has been with us. We've dragged it from Missouri down to Texas. We moved on here 10 years ago. We've had it for a while. And it's dead now. And I don't want to buy a new one. Because, I mean, we have to. Because we grill all the time. But I'm just... Because it's so much more expensive than they ever were. I always look at this kind of stuff. I always track everything. And it's just expensive. Nobody's going to be... It, the nobody's going to be going out and and purchasing the purchasing power of the consumer is gone we're going to talk to grover norquist about all of this coming up so a few other things here i want to make sure that we're hitting the we were talking about the uh, immigration stuff Uh, we were getting in i we were watching everything with china too and the tech did oh the Disaster declaration for Kentucky because there's been a ton of flooding down there. Biden did sign. I thought for a second I was seeing a Chiron that said he signed that chip conductor bill, which I'm just still hoping gets lost on the way to his desk. I'm just still hoping that it's going to, you know, that'll happen. So, uh, also, additionally, I feel like we knew this. The FDA is warning officials of brain swelling and vision loss in minors that use puberty blockers. I can't even believe that anyone is actually doing this. I cannot believe that there's any reason because it's not responsible medicine and it's parental abuse. If you're injecting your kids with all kinds of hormones and and because they want to identify as a different gender, you are you are messing with their health. You're messing with their lives. It is crazy. So this the puberty blockers known as Gona gonadotropin releasing hormone. GNRH, I think I really did a good job of pronouncing that case. I need to pause here and get myself props. They received a warning from the FDA earlier this month saying, "Hey, guys, guess what? That drug could cause brain swelling, loss of vision and serious risks for kids injecting the hormone. Officials say, it gets even crazier, that a plausible association between using puberty blockers and pseudo pseudotumor cerebri, which displays symptoms similar, to those of brain tumors has been identified in six young girls between the ages of five and 12. And they said five were undergoing treatment for central precocious puberty and one for transgender care, transgender care. The onset of pseudotumor cerebri symptoms ranged from three to 240 days after GNRH uh, agonist initiation, they said. And that symptoms can include visual disturbances, headaches, vomiting, all kinds of stuff. As Kane notes, every pharmaceutical has side effects. Have you seen some of the, the side effects to this stuff? I mean, w- when you watch a, 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 I don't know, like some of, one of those pharmaceutical commercials, it is crazy all of the side effects that are listed with every one of them. Like with the... With I, So you can only imagine With the puberty blockers There was this one I don't even remember what it was I was at my desk I had Fox on I was at my desk And I was doing some work And I just It actually made me pause And look up Because the side effects Were like May make you grow a third arm And all kinds You know it, was, it wasn't that You know But it was kind of crazy Like They were saying that You know Risk include depression And thoughts of suicide And you know Like it, I mean Everything that could possibly Go wrong with you Half of the commercial was a listing of the side effects. You know, like uncontrollable rage, baldness, blindness, coma, everything, bleeding. I I mean, it you know, death. <sighs> and I'm listening to the I'm listening to this like who in the hell would take this? Who would take this? You would you would think that the same people that are so that in, that went off on Big Pharma, didn't these people hate Big Pharma? When did that change? The left are such seamsters. These people, at first, like 10 years ago, it was all, we hate big pharma, yes. Screw big pharma, death to big pharma, so bad. Big pharma, they're profits. They're profits, Kane. All the profits from big pharma. And now it's all, oh my gosh, we want hormones. Inject us with puberty blockers. We need more pharma, 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 pharma. Want all your vaccines? Win all your boosters. Boost us. Boost us, Uncle Sam. That's I mean, that's... that's the voice. <laughs> now we've got that. When, what happened, man? When did that change? The left used to l- hate big pharma. And now they're, they're kit and kin with them. Golly. I, they, they... Even Washington Post said Democrats used to demonize big pharma. What happened? Well, we started getting money from them. Right. Oh, oh, okay. Right. That's good. Thanks for the honesty. There you go. Yeah.
3: That's why every TV show is sponsored by Pfizer.
1: Yeah. Sponsored by Pfizer. And did you know that in Walmart they're selling fake boobs? What? Did you see those? So in Walmart, uh, oh. they have legit. No. Yeah. It says, this is, I'm not making this up. I'm legit on the website, the Walmart.com website. This looks so uncomfortable and hot, like, like sweaty. It says, m and Toys Realistic Fake Boob Silicone. False breast forms for cross-dresser. $58.19. Sold and, sh- it's clearly made in China.
3: Well, look, we can get it by August 10th if we order today.
1: Sold and shipped by a really long name. It's So you can get some uh, Chinese boobs. This the made in China. They said one pair, men, artificial, breast, realistic, breast, boobs, cosplay. Uh, oh my gosh, you can get this there. They said, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even read this. This is on Walmart's website.
3: I think I have my Halloween costume in mind.
1: One piece shoulder strap design. And they said it's very suitable for men to dress up as women. And I, that's, they, that's legit. So Walmart has this where you can purchase this. Um. No? <laughs> I, is it really, like, its is it this? Now, everywhere to where you have to sell this? I'm just curious. Because that's, now they have that, It's it's everywhere. They, it's, it's. Being it's being promoted Gender affirming care The hell does that even mean do you go Someone do you go see someone and they're like Yes you do have a vagina I mean How did what does that mean gender Affirming care you should see it Every when you wake up in the morning you're like I've Just affirmed that it's there what Does that mean help Me out Kane
3: I am not qualified to help in this matter.
1: You're a bi- I identify you as a biologist. Oh, well then, yeah. So yes, you can. What Dr. you said King is accurate then. Is it, I feel like yeah, it is. Yeah, if
3: you see your own stuff, that's Yeah, affirming. That's,
1: that's affirming. That's self-affirming. Woke up and had boobs. That's Self- affirmed.
3: Self-affirming gender care.
1: There you go. That's gender care. I just cared for my gender. <laughs> I am... Dude. All I know is that people, I think, are being so... Uh, Non-concerned About all of these hormones That they're giving to kids pre-puberty And the hormone therapy For kids under 18 years old for this stuff They do not realize what they Are doing to kids They do not realize all of the Consequences that we don't even know everything We don't even know All of the stuff that goes along with it It is It's 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 unbelievable I mean there's I, I, I get so concerned by this And I that's why I think it's so abusive And it's so, of course, you know, this is the same FDA The FDA is like, oh, well, it's gender-affirming care Also, cigarettes are okay, guys Smoke them if you got them. got them I mean, that's the same FDA, you know what I'm saying? You really trust these people? I don't trust these people We have more to come, folks
0: Joe Manchin caves and the Republicans get rolled on climate legislation. Biden wants to release a notorious terrorist in exchange for two Americans held in Russia. And just a small minority of Americans believe it's important for people to be married if they have kids together. I'm Greg Corumpus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad and crazy news of the day for conservatives and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the
3: news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
1: A Gorgosaurus, Gorgosaurus skeleton. It's a dinosaur. I don't care. Seven. It's a lot old. Seventy-seven million years old. Gorgosaurus. <sighs> anyway, somebody spent six million dollars on it. A New York City auction. It's an, on- an anonymous buyer that gets exclusive naming rights. I'm not going to spend six million dollars on bones unless I can reconstruct them in my living room. You know, and it, otherwise why? It's a 20-foot-long specimen. It's going to fetch between. They said it was going to go for five to eight million. It went for 6.1. Nobody knows the name. It was a T-Rex relative that roamed 76 million years ago. Blah 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 blah. 6.1 million. It's actually really cool. Really cool looking. But um, yeah, I, I mean, do you get to put it up in your living room? Otherwise, naming rights is irrelevant to me. It's the Gorgosaurus. Brought to you by Joe Smith. No, I want it in my living room. L.A. abandons another mask mandate as many cities are refusing to enforce it. Of course, they they got a lot of pushback about this. Now that uh, Elon Musk has uh, apparently pulled out of Twitter, at least for now, they've resumed their purge of scientists, critics of gender ideology, and they're back to shadow banning everyone, including yours truly. Yay! It was really fun to have like three straight months of no new followers and not losing any followers and only getting like one or two views on videos when you have 1.2 something million followers. That was really fun. Uh, taxation is theft. Shakira is in trouble. She's apparently prosecutors are seeking an eight-year jail term for her after she rejected a plea deal in a, in a tax fraud case in Spain. She's being charged with pay- failing to pay the Spanish government 14 and a half million euros or about 15 million dollars in taxes between 2012 and 2014 um, I really don't believe that she owes them anything because taxation is theft and she should just print a middle finger out on whatever the on their on their currency and send it to the Spanish government so there you go uh, but anyway she could actually spend time in jail that's crazy can you Shakira in jail can you imagine? Stacey Abrams is having trouble finding a Georgia cop who actually supports her. The Peach State Democrat, according to the Free Beacon, is forced to go out of state to find a sheriff surrogate for a new ad because no one wants to cut an ad for her. So the gubernatorial nominee had she came out with a new ad that had this former sheriff talking about um, uh, how uh, Brian Kemp may talk tough. It makes us less safe. But she couldn't find a sheriff in Georgia to actually do it because none of them like her. No, but that's not a surprise. So coming up. Uh, Grover Norquist Norquist is going to join us to go over all of this big bad stuff in this inflation bill. Stick with us.
5: Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show.
4: President Biden has said we've entered a new phase in our recovery, focused on achieving steady,
1: stable growth without sacrificing the gains of the last 18 months. The gains. She sounds like a Jimbra. The gains that we've got. I don't I don't see said gains doesn't feel like a recovery. Oh boy, joining us now, our friend Grover Norquist, president of Americans for Tax Reform. You can find atr.org and of course he's an author. He's been tackling this for years. This is his wheelhouse. Uh, Grover, first off, good to see you. So glad that you're with us today. I'm sure that Absolutely. you're so excited about all of this, the redefinition of recession and this yeah. amazing inflation bill, which looks like it's just short of a trillion dollar tax hike. Uh,
7: yes. And you, Penn Wharton, says it will increase inflation, despite the odd position of Manchin that it will so slow down the economy that that would yeah. reduce inflation. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you when The president says this bill will help us fight inflation. He's admitting something that he'd been lying about for a year. There wasn't any inflation. It was going to be transitory. It was all going to be over last December. Now that he's got to deal with the recession, he goes, let's talk about inflation. So when when you try to just, you know, look, pay no attention to, to the recession. Look at the inflation. You know, you've got a losing hand.
1: Yeah, a very, very much a losing hand. This deal, I was reading a little bit about it. I know that the, the, Uh, a lot of the details are still a little sketchy because we have a couple of summaries from Mitch McConnell, him and Manchin. uh, And of course, we're talking about the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Uh, But none of this looks good this was definitely kind of a bait and switch as i understand although they should have been full aware i mean joe manchin's a democrat for a reason he might be moderate but he's still a democrat caucuses with democrats votes with democrats he likes taxes like democrats do we're doubling the irs the way that i see it they're getting new vehicles uh we're expanding obamacare insurance subsidies there's a lot of bad stuff in here that not only looks to add to the to the deficit but make inflation last for a heck of a lot longer grover
7: Sure. They're adding a whole bunch of welfare and then they're creating entire subsidized industries, industries that would not exist except for the hundreds of of billions of dollars in subsidies. And then, of course, should the Republicans maybe come to take the House and the Senate, the Democrats will say to this entire collection of industries, you do know you only exist in a subsidy world. That's us. They can set up their own chamber of commerce of subsidized companies and Fund the modern Democratic Party.
1: Yeah, they set themselves up for for always getting donations from these groups, from these entities, and they they have a nice little they feather themselves a nice little nest here. Talk to us a little bit about the the taxes for this too, because we always hear that oh, it's going to be the corporations that are going to be paying their fair share. It's the corporations, and there's climate stuff in this. The way that I see it, though, especially when you look through uh, when you look at the what is it the the Passover. Uh, the, or the pass-through tax When uh, the corporate tax What is it, the 15% rate I mean there's, a, there's so many things Talk to me a little bit about the business uh, the, the impact that sure. this is going to have on business Because ultimately we're, everybody's paying more for commodities We're all paying more for gas Basic items This is only going to, to add to that Because businesses have to pass this cost
7: yeah. Bottom line is it's all bad It's all bad And it's going to be worse They're giving 80 billion, first of all, they're going to take $80 billion from you and I and Mm -hmm. the rest of the country and hand it to the IRS. What are they going to do with it? Among other things, they're specifically going to get the more office space. Now, the IRS recently admitted that more than half of IRS agents do not come to work ever. The the other half, they don't tell you how often they get there, maybe once a week, twice a week, uh, but half, 53%, don't show up. They've got nothing but empty offices over at the IRS. And there's a line in their line item in there, more for that. They're going to be more money to hide, get more uh, vehicles for the IRS. Yeah, the, that that's uh, shocked me. Why do they need a vehicle fleet? Well, you wonder because the inspectors general looking said they've got vehicles that they're not using now. And they can't tell whether the vehicles they have, the cars and so on, whether people are using them to go on vacation or whether it's just for work you or I get fined if we used a company car and and took a vacation with it, and you have to be able to prove it. The IRS cannot prove that it's not using the cars that it does have for just that purpose. So why does the IRS get more money? These are the people who allowed thousands of, the, some IRS agents stole or allowed to be, allowed to be stolen uh, thousands and thousands of people's personal IRS data. They went, and it went to a left-wing group, which was then done did political things with it. And they kept telling the Senate, well, we're going to come and tell you what happened. We're going to tell you. And they refuse to make any effort to solve this problem or even to tell people what about what's happening. Yeah. The IRS they announced, well, the inspectors general found that 30 million, 30 million pieces of people's IRS, uh, their reports, their, t- their tax returns have been destroyed. Why, where, how, we don't know but if the irs is hounding you because they say you forgot to give them you know proof that you moved money from one place to another it may be among the 30 million pieces yeah. of paper that they burned or buried or did something with uh so why the irs the irs has a union every 100 percent of their uh political donations that go to parties 100 percent go to the Democrat Party or the Senatorial Committee or the Congressional Committee. 98, 99% of all candidates that get money from them are Democrats. So uh, we're going to be putting out a list of all the people they give money to. And I'll bet you a nickel every last one of them is going to vote for this measure to give the IRS more money to hire 87,000 bureaucrats who will all pay dues, who (laughs) will then shift it and share it uh, back to the Democratic Party.
1: What a very clever way to move money to Democrats. Talking with Grover Norquist of Americans for Tax Reform, you go through you you in a in a really great piece that we'll make sure to share as well. The, a fifty percent increase in small business audits. I didn't realize that they only answered phones. There's actually a study on this. You guys looked into it. They only answered phones 19 or 20 percent of the time. Uh, You also get into the IRS union bosses. There is nothing. I mean, it's already they're already too large. And that's just me going along with the idea that they should exist as 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 an agency in the first place, which I don't think they should. Uh, I'm I'm all for whoever says we need to just deconstruct the IRS. But. This you would think that some of this money would be would go towards, I don't know, better services to the people paying taxes. And instead, it's it is it's not this is just it's how is this even allowed legally, especially since so much of this money, this is just moving money from the taxpayer to Democrats under the guise of taxpayer services.
7: Well, that's what they hope to do with the entire alternative energy industry, the alternative energy, the make-believe energy, the energy that doesn't make enough energy to pay for itself, so you have to subsidize it, that energy. Those companies have to give money to Democrats every year, all the time, because they don't make sense economically.
1: Yeah, they don't they they can't they can't they cannot exist without being propped up by the government. I mean, I don't have anything against alternative forms of energy. I just don't like them. I love gas and oil. I love the smell of gasoline. It's wonderful. It's plentiful. We have tons of it. We we could be self self-sufficient we were under the previous administration. Um, talking with Grover Norquist of Americans for Tax Reform, what's going to be the, first off, do you think something like this is going to pass the Senate? Because I know that they've had to, there's been some shady dealings going on just to get to this point to where they're even going to, you know, have a vote on this bill. Is this going to pass and what's the impact of this going to be overall? Well,
7: they wrote, they wrote it in secret and, and Manchin had agreed to it a while ago, but then only announced he was for it after that stupid chips bill, the subsidy for
0: mm-hmm.
7: uh, microchips and so on, passed and then they said oh by the way we have this other thing it was all written out now if they thought it was a good idea and people would like it this this build back better they'd have been bragging about it all spring and summer but the fact that they had to write it in secret and only dump it on people when they thought they'd won the the fight suggests that the longer we have to look at it watch them try and rush this through cinema the senator from arizona She's con- conducted all of her negotiations one on one with the president and the White House, not with Schumer, and Schumer's trying to jam her. So, will Schumer and Manchin publicly humiliate Sinema, who said, We're not raising corporate rates? Mm. Cor- that, that kills jobs. Corporations don't pay taxes, they collect taxes when they sell product and they have money, and then the government comes and takes it. That's 70% of corporate income taxes is paid for by lower wages for workers, because that's what companies do. If you have a million dollars, about 70% of it's for workers, then 30% for other stuff. Uh, wages, wages go down and prices go up when you raise taxes on corporations. So the only goal of the corporate tax is to hide who's paying the bill. And almost all of the tax that in this bill is the corporate tax. This is exactly what Cinema said she saw through, wasn't going to tolerate. I mean, they're really humiliating the poor, the, the, that woman um, by dropping this and everybody's ignoring her completely. she has the key vote. Mention had a key vote once. now she's the key vote. She can save us from this. and at being from Arizona, she, she could be the Democrat John McCain yeah. who crosses the aisle and does what they think you know what they think need to be done. It worked for McCain for years. I don't think the Democrats can take her out if she said, this is too much. Yeah. I'm saying no to it. There's a lot of Republicans and independents would really respect
1: that. She seems pretty popular in, in Arizona with this too. <clears throat> talk to me a little bit about what ended up getting Mansion the way and I may have re- I may have I may be incorrect on this the way that I understood it. It was this. What is it? 300 some odd billion or something for deficit reduction, which makes no sense to me. It's I mean, I, I made the joke. It's like screwing for chastity to spend money in order to get yourself out of, you know, out of debt talk to us a little bit about this deal that apparently was made to get him to, to cross over and go back with Democrats on this
7: This is where you wonder about who's less with it Biden or Mansion to tell Manchin that so we're going we're gonna take 700 billion dollars but we're not going to spend 300 billion. Oh really what are you going to do with it okay well we'll hold it until Mansion's not looking and then we'll spend it. Um, once you've taken the money you're going to spend it Mansion cannot possibly. Be that stupid, okay? He knows exactly what they're going to do with that money. They know what they're going to do with that money. And if you, you thought that the stuff that they're telling us about, they, they've got a tax on the production of natural gas is one of the things Manchin agreed to. He's supposed to be Mr. Energy. There's West tax- Virginia,
1: how would you? He lied to his voters on that.
7: Yes. Oh, he promised his voters he'd never support a tax increase during a recession. Yes. We've tweeted that out. There's a great little quote from him. It's a significant quote. When he was asking for West Virginia's vote, he said, I cannot possibly ask them for more taxes until it, it, during a recession or until I can show that the government's not wasting their money. Neither of those conditions exist. So he lied his way into office after he did this. That's why I didn't think he was going to do it. Mm. Maybe he's decided he's never running for office again and uh, there's a nice cushy corporate job somewhere.
1: Yes, he's getting something bigger out of this, definitely. Last question for you, talking with our friend Grover Norquist, Americans for Tax Reform. They do such a good job watching out for the American taxpayer. The definition of recession, Wikipedia has undergone so many... Uh, revisions just in the past 48 hours. It's comical. It's becoming a meme in and of itself. We are in a recession. Clinton has even said that it's it's two quarters of of shrinkage, really no growth. This is a recession. I'm not an economist. I took economics 101 in college. I know the basics. This goes against everything that I've ever been told every single time this has ever happened. Grover, why are they trying to change it now?
7: It's in the dictionary. You can't. The Wikipedia has the advantage. You can go click, click, click and it's all changed. Yeah. But the dictionary doesn't change on a whim. The Washington Post and New York Times headlines on this are almost identical. You wonder if it's the same person writing them. Fears of recession have gone up. Not how about we're in a recession. It's fears of a recession. You know, it, um, this is by definition a recession, six months of low growth this bill will put us further into fewer jobs. That $300 billion on corporate is not, is, is the really bad tax increase because what it does is it says, if you have, if you expense things like wages and investing in new plant and equipment, mm-hmm. you don't pay taxes on that because you don't have the money because it isn't income because you spent it. Okay. Now, if you later make money because you have a new factory, you pay taxes on that. But this is money you're not paying taxes on because you're doing exactly what the government says they want to do hire people build new factories we won't tax you mansion comes in and says we're going to steal 15 percent of what you were planning on investing in building your company that's why amazon doesn't pay pay any taxes because they're investing instead of taking the money and buying yachts with it all the money that's coming into amazon they're spending into creating more jobs and and building the company up that's exactly what you want companies to do now Manchin and Biden and the Democrats go, we're going to hurt you. If you invest more in the United States, you don't get to expense. It used to be Democrats were very much in favor of expensing with John F. Kennedy, uh, even during the Reagan years, the Democrats Mm -hmm. said, Hey, we like expensing now they've decided they just want the cash and they don't care about jobs anymore. The, the working people are not voting for them, so to heck with them as far as Democrats are concerned.
1: Yeah, oh, that's a, and that's the big thing, working people. We had a whole thing about that last month, looking at uh, how the demographic has changed, and now their economic policy has changed with it. ATR.org is the site for Americans for Tax Reform. Grover Norquist, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Good to see you.
7: Good to be with you.
3: It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man.
1: So I ran out of time for this one yesterday, so I got to do it today. This comes from the, free, the, the uh, Tampa Free Press. 37 uh, year old Daniel Campbell, Campbell was arrested at his home following, well, he bit a woman, he apparently bit a dude's finger off. Police were called to a report of a man losing a finger in Summerall Park. And according to the report, the man was taken to the hospital, interviewed by police while he was being treated. The victim told police that 37-year-old Campbell got in his face at the park. The man shoved Campbell away. And then that's when somehow the victim's index finger landed in Campbell's mouth and Campbell promptly bit it off. Campbell said he punched me first and I bit his finger off because he put it in my mouth. Um, So he's facing second degree felony charge of aggravated battery with great bodily harm. He's in Lake County Jail on $10,000 bond. Uh, they did locate the finger and they placed it into evidence. I guess they can't reattach it. I don't know. I, I mean, how? So I guess he tried to push him away on, on his face and that's how he stuck his... Why would you do that? I, I don't know. And then a Tarpon Springs woman, she got charged because she punched a Pinellas County deputy. She said she was bored. Jasmine Levesque. She's on another charge now. <laughs> Stick with us. Third hour on the way.
4: I'm excited today because for a long time now, I have wanted to reinstate the assault weapon ban. Uh, you weren't here. Maybe you weren't even born when we did this in the 90s. It was uh, hard, but it happened, and it saved lives. It didn't. Though. And I'm looking forward to uh, having a good uh, the, the passage of it this yeah. afternoon.
1: Except it. It didn't though. Uh, I'll take it save no lives for 500 Alex. Right. Welcome back to the program Dana Lash here with you this third hour of our Friday show and ooh, if did she just kind of age herself Juan picked up on that because she's like and some of you probably weren't even born yet. Yeah. She's I mean she's been in office since before I was alive yeah. oh that's interesting. Okay, so this uh, assault weapons ban that they're trying to—and I say assault weapons with air quotes—that they're they're trying to push in the House. They approved this, and this they had an emergency hearing, and it's HR eighteen oh eight, and it's going to this this apparently they they had reached a deal on it, and that was what this morning. She was able to. Well, they have the majority they have a pretty sizable majority in the house so they can kind of do almost whatever they want they reached uh they reached a deal on it and so that's you know that's what it and Punchbowl i think had the story first so they were they had the police funding bill and this brought to the floor of the house today and so now they're i she's been they've been trying to really get this push they've been trying to to get this bill to go through the crazy thing about it is that they keep some of the videos and some of the stuff that I've seen they keep going, "Oh well, it's weapons of war, blah blah, blah. they like for instance, uh, some lawmakers who at least know what they're talking about gave the example like they go after things that are semi-auto but you know commonly owned stuff and they call them weapons of war, but then the m one grand is is exempted from this. that's actually been on in war that that i mean you know if you wanted to <laughs> wanted to have that conversation. I mean, that's actually been in war, but okay. It's it's not this whole thing it's not going to it's not going to it's not going to do anything. It just all it is is it it discusses the cosmetic features. They're going to have the vote on it. Um any I mean really it's today. They're going to have the fu- uh, the vote on it anytime. And so, there you go. That's I let your let your uh, your elected officials, you know, let them know because I whether or not this I'm actually more concerned about action in the Senate because there's not really anything Republicans can do to stop this in the House. There's really not. And um, they're pushing this through because they're not going to have the ability to do so after midterms. So the Senate is where I think that's when it's the closest. I just—the weird thing is the her bringing the police funding bill to the floor and the assault weapons bill, assault weapons at the same time. And I bring this up because members of the Congressional Black Caucus are apparently mad because they some did not they were against the police funding bill. Democrats want that win, so there's there's a back and forth on the the uh, weapons ban. In fact, this piece that came, I think this is from Huffington Post, the assault weapons ban. I mean, it was all but guaranteed to not really go anywhere in the Senate, but they, you had some House Democrats helped pass a rule that enables a vote on the AWB, and then they set the stage for bills for police funding to be passed in the House and Senate with Republican votes, and then the assault weapons ban that they wanted they it would never become a law. So there would they would get mad because it would be a bait and switch like what they did in the Senate with the chips bill. That's that's the whole. Um, I mean, there's not really much new to add about the assault weapons ban that they're that they're trying to push, except it deals again with cosmetic stuff. It's the same thing that didn't work in the 90s. I've written about this endlessly. It just didn't work in the 90s period. There were numerous studies, including from our own DOJ. There was one from uh, BJS, that's the Bureau of Justice Statistics. There was also a separate one from the Rain Corporation, and all of the surveys concluded, uh, independently of one another, that it did nothing to reduce crime because that's not what gangbangers are using. That's the or repeat offenders. They're not using commonly owned semi-automatic rifles. They're going out actually, and they're using they're using handguns, and they're not. And 77 percent, according to a DOJ survey, and this was uh, back in 2018 of these of of uh felons uh, incarcerated people who are incarcerated they discovered that they seventy seven percent of them are getting their their pistols on the black market so it's there's nothing in this bill that would actually do anything to uh reduce either loss of life or reduce crime because they are in in fact these rifles, all of these rifles that are targeted in the quote unquote assault weapons ban, they are the least responsible for loss of life annually. And they are in the they are involved in the fewest crimes. It would add, there was there was and this is why too, there was no measurable impact. I mean Columbine happened when you still had the assault weapons ban. So None of this would have had none of it had any measurable impact because the crime that they always use, you know how people always try to conflate mass casualty incidents with incidents that are driven by repeat offenders, gang crime, drug crime, uh, that crime rate, which is driven. They try to conflate all of it and and act like there's going to be a reduction if they ban these commonly owned rifles. But the big reason, and this is what Rand Corporation had noted, is that, that you didn't see a crime decrease back in the 90s is because that's not what people were using in the beginning. They weren't using it to begin with. I mean, hell, FBI uniform crime reports from 2000, 2000 to 2020, actually, show that blunt objects take more lives than commonly owned semi-automatic rifles. So, this is, it's, it's silly. This is just them trying to score some optics. That's it. That's all it is. And if you really believed in the Premise That somehow these commonly owned rifles contribute to a higher crime rate Well, we have more in circulation of private ownership now than we ever have. I mean, it's probably tripled in the past 20 years. And yet the crime rate doesn't match it. So it's this is they don't they, they don't want to do anything that has actual any kind of impact. They, If they did, they wouldn't be focusing on bans. If they did, they'd be focusing on whether it is trying to figure out mental health trying to come up with a way to uh, bring awareness to how people can use the existing legal system to report someone that might be a danger to themselves or others without trying to uh, fake concern, expedite the process while diminishing due process. They would, they would be involved in, in that kind of advocacy and they would want to bring more awareness to that process. They have no concern because that's a, one of the common denominators in every you know, 10 of the past mass casualty incidents. They would be looking at school security. They, hell, half of them don't even support that. So they approved the, the ban in their emergency hearing, so it's going to the floor for a vote. So everything that's happened up until this point has been all procedural stuff. So we'll see. Uh, it's not gonna, I can't imagine it's going to go anywhere in the Senate because the Senate is so close, which brings me to my point on the Senate. This is why it's so incredibly important that you have good candidates. I want you to realize how close the Senate is right now, and we have a quote-unquote assault weapons ban that will more than likely be going to the Senate for a vote. Uh, Perhaps, maybe they won't bring it up, maybe Schumer will kind of keep it on the back burner because he realizes it could imperil the chances of some of these these senators that are in purple districts or some of these candidates who who would be asked to speak about it in some very hotly contested races. So, this is the problem of this. When you get some of these soft on the second candidates, and Doctor Oz in Pennsylvania is a soft on the second candidate. I invited him on the show. He's run from it. You have Eric Greitens in Missouri, who is a soft on the second rhino. You can try to you can point to the ads where he has other people breaching doors in a bizarre Democrat fetish video for him, but. The bottom line is that he is the only guy in the race that actually created gun free zones. He made the capital reversing all of the decades of precedent. The capital, Jefferson City, Missouri, my home state, where up until very recently I lived and was raising my kids and where all my family still lives, he made that capital a gun free zone. He verbatim quoted mom's demand while bashing the second amendment in an interview with a local host where he was going after the missouri second amendment preservation act this is a guy who had refused all overtures from all the second amendment groups in the state to support constitutional carry when they needed it the most I am so tired of these soft on the second rhinos who are actually the rhinos themselves that they claim to hunt and get imperiling our Second Amendment rights. Horrible candidates. This is what I'm talking about. You cannot. And they're having their primary on August 2nd. That's coming up. That's next week. That's next Tuesday. I still maintain if you're voting for Eric Greitens, go ahead and turn in your guns when you do it because you're supporting a mom's demand candidate. Who uses mom's demand language and creates gun-free zones. That's the FUD vote. Fight me. I got receipts. So, I'm tired of these soft on the second candidates. You know, I look at Nevada. Adam Laxalt's in a huge fight there. Democrats are dumping in all kinds of cash against him. I mean, that's a seat that we got to win. And look, if you even if Republicans do end up taking majority in the Senate, as I've said a million times, I can't say it enough. It is going to be a razor thin margin, just like it is right now for Democrats. You cannot afford to have one wavering Democrat who's soft on your rights. This time, it may be your ability to own a semi-automatic firearm. Your right to own a semi-automatic firearm. You may have a soft on the second rhino, like some of the like the candidates I just mentioned, who, are, by the way, are even softer than Romney and McConnell ever could be. You, you, you have something like that? The vote comes this close? Do you honestly believe that these people are going to act to protect your rights? Hell no. They weren't acting to protect your rights when they were creating gun-free zones like Greens did in the Missouri Capitol. Or when they were writing op-eds, they claimed that they were ghostwritten, but they had no objection to it till until it came up to haunt them in a campaign like in Pennsylvania. <sighs> That's why Eric Schmidt's like, now he's... I think, pulling up double digits ahead in Missouri polling for Senate primary, by the way, the current AG. So this is, it's troubling. And look, I'm going to tell you, that's why they're bringing it up right now. Who knows what kind of deals they could make? Who knows? This is the scary thing about it. Now, a couple of other things, because we got headlines on the way. And then we're also going to talk to uh, the... Kansas Secretary of State he's running for AG Chris Kobach because there's August second in Kansas, not just the primary for uh, the Republican Senate race or the Republican primary for Senate Missouri, but in Kansas they're having a huge battle on abortion because now with the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, the whole process for determining this has been sent back to the states. This is the, on the ballot; is in the fir- it, it includes the first popular vote in the country on abortion since the Dobbs decision. And I think it's going to be a real bellwether as to where people stand on this issue. And we're going to talk to him coming up about that. So you don't want to miss.
3: And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
1: So Creed, the Rocky spinoff with, with Drago in the works, starring Dolph Lundgren. I'm looking at this picture, and I can't tell if it's lighting or if they made him have a goatee. I'm trying to look. So Ivan Drago has been—he's—that's Dolph Lundgren. Apparently, he's getting his own spin-off film. Uh, he's the—he'll be at the center of a new movie. Producers are keeping everything super wrapped tight, but apparently the film is titled Drago, or Drago, and it follows Russian fighter Ivan Drago and his son Victor, uh, who made his debut in 2018's Creed Two. So they MGM is producing it. There, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm really interested in this. It's gonna be. It's kind of kind interesting. Yeah, they. I think Dolph. He's still in great shape. He's like sixty something years old. I think now. But anyway, so there's there's something that you can look look forward to. I guess uh, Alec Baldwin's wife is something that no one looks forward to. She's making a, an impassioned plea to his enemies, stop attacking him. How much? Can someone take before crumpling under psychological torture? How do you say cucumber? Remember that whole thing when she pretended that she was Spanish and she couldn't speak any English except being born and raised in Boston her whole entire life? So she's actually has the audacity. She went on social media because she cannot stop oversharing, and she goes on social media and she says, "Oh, please, he didn't pull the, he didn't, he he didn't, um, he didn't pull the trigger. He didn't do it. I can't believe she's saying this stuff and like imperiling his case. I also can't believe he hasn't been arrested and charged, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but she's begging people. He's gone through so much. I think that maybe she should just shut up and sit down. I mean, it's it's." That's just someone lost their life, right? There's a kid who's going to be growing up without his mom because her husband shot and killed the woman. So stop and remember all the photos that he put out trying to m- trying to manage the damage. And he acted like he was all chummy with the widow, and then the widow turned around and is suing. He's suing the fan. He's suing Baldwin. Yeah. So maybe stop. You created this mess for yourself in the first place. Your wife needs to just stick to talking about having yoga, doing yoga, and all this stuff. I'm just so done with it. Uh, this story, swimmers have been talking about extreme discomfort, having to share a locker room with male Leah Thomas. This has been an ongoing battle. And of course, I, you know, it gets into the whole thing that I've always said. Whenever women feel uncomfortable, they're told they're bigots. But whenever men who want to be women feel uncomfortable, they're accommodated. Uh, they had Riley Gaines who came out and was saying that uh talking about this whole story, uh, she was competing she competed against Leah Thomas and on behalf of University of Kentucky. And she was also talking about having to share a locker room with someone who had different parts, and it was very, very uncomfortable for her. But see, her discomfort is always women's are minimized. Chris Kobach joins us next.
5: Want a behind the scenes look at the Dana show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com.
1: Welcome back to the program. Make sure you also sign up for Chapter and Verse, the Substack newsletter. And you can find all of our discussions with folks this week on our YouTube channel, on Facebook, and the podcast of the Nationally Syndicated Radio Show, which you can, that you we, it's our archives. And you can watch uh, the simulcast, too, in the first YouTube. Uh, That's where all those videos are from. So, August 2nd, this is going to be a huge date. Uh, We've been talking about this for some of the Senate primaries and... Uh, not just for candidates, but also for issues. So I was talking about the importance of Missouri Senate primary. Uh, We were looking at Pennsylvania, their race coming up. Uh, But one of the big things that everybody's following, and this is on the heels of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. This was essentially Roe versus Wade being returned to the states for states to be able to make decisions as to how they themselves are going to handle this. This is much more in line with Article 1, Section 8 than the ridiculous privacy argument that they had with Roe in the first place. Kansas is the state where this is going to be the bellwether on sentiment, national sentiment for this issue. And I was actually just reading about some of the fights this morning over ballot drop boxes, which then ties in of voter integrity too, a guy who's at the absolute center of this which i can't even imagine trying to deal with a candidacy in this storm former kansas secretary of state and current candidate for kansas attorney general chris kobach who proudly says he's been sued by pretty much every democrat administration out there that is definitely a feather in one's cap indeed sir thank you so much for joining us good to have you
0: great to be with you
1: Dana talk to me about the expectation what are you what are you looking what are you expecting the result to be what is what is Kansas's sentiment because Kansas is a very interesting state this is going to be definitely be used as a measure of national sentiment because you all are voting on abortion on August 2nd and how the state's going to handle this tell us about it
0: Yeah, it's uh, we're ground zero right now for the abortion debate. There are I'm a lifelong Kansan and there are more yard signs that say either vote yes or vote no than I have ever seen in my lifetime on any ballot issue in this state. There's tons of money flowing in from out of state, mostly on the the pro-choice side. Uh, there, but there are many, many Kansans. I, you know, I, I would say that our state is a, a slightly majority pro-life state, uh, more so than the national average, but but not so overwhelming that this vote will assuredly go the right way. Um, the issue specifically is that in 2019, the Kansas Supreme Court, which is a very activist, liberal Supreme Court, invented out of thin air a right to an abortion in our 170-year-old constitution. Uh, that is even broader than the Roe versus Wade
2: oh, wow. federal oh, wow.
0: constitutional right. And so what has happened is even though Roe v. Wade has been overturned in the federal courts, we still have the state constitutional right in Kansas, which, again, is not a legitimate decision. So we the people are uh, overruling the legislature proposed a a rewording the Kansas constitution to make clear there is no constitutional right to an abortion and the legislature retains the right to regulate abortion. And that's all this does. It simply goes to the prior status quo and says, the legislature, the people through their legislature uh, can decide what restrictions we want. Anyway, it is just unbelievable. The uh, the pro-choice side is, you know, running ads saying that this will end all abortions in Kansas, which that's not what this amendment does. Uh, there, you know, there's a lot of deception going around. Um, and the early voting numbers are breaking all the records for a non-presidential election year. Uh, so it it indicates that, you know, people are you know coming out to vote on this. Um, and of course my attorney general race is right in the, in the middle of this too, because I'm in a, a hot uh, attorney general primary. And for me, it's so important because, you know, God willing, if uh, value them both, which is the name of our pro-life amendment, if it passes, job one for me will be to rapidly restore all of our pro-life laws uh, on the books in Kansas that were either uh, overturned or were put in suspended animation uh, by the Kansas Supreme Court's bad decision a couple years ago.
1: We're talking with Chris Kobach with Chris and Chris Kansas, Kobach. Is, going Kansas is going to be number one, be number one. Uh, in determining they're going to be the first state to vote on, repro- on, on reproduction. I don't like to say the word reproductive rights because it's not an issue of right. right. I'm always like the choice is, is is before conception. But I know a lot of states had trigger laws in place. The language that has been used by a lot of the, uh, the abortion lobbyists uh, saying that, oh, this is going to ban everything, even in instances of women's health. I was watching someone try to lie about Texas and Missouri and a couple of other states as it relates to ectopic pregnancies, which are nowhere in any state at all whatsoever, treated as though there's no exception for that because they're not at all they're they're not going to be successful pregnancies talk to me a little bit about some of the language that's been used because the editorials that i read are that essentially kansas there's not going to be any exception at all whatsoever and that's that's just the way it is but there have always been exemptions for whenever for ectopic or women's lives or something you know i mean it just the language they try to conflate it it's infuriating because it 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 supposes that we are all stupid as as it relates to female biology,
0: yeah. and, and the 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 pro-abortion side in this debate has been they have been the ones distorting what the amendment would do. As I said, all the amendment does is say the legislature is free to regulate. We had a number of pro-life laws, which, you know, limited uh, uh, late-term abortions, limited uh, partial dismemberment abortions, uh, you know, very reasonable laws that still had, you know, many exceptions. Uh, And all it does is allow us to go back to our legislative representatives and and debate what the, you know, what the, the restrictions should be. in kansas but the the deception is just extraordinary and you know one thing i years ago when i was a doctoral student um my thesis was on referendums and one thing that uh is clear internationally is when voters are confused they tend to vote no they tend to reflexively vote no if they're not sure exactly what the referendum does and unfortunately that confusion is being utilized by the pro-choice pro-abortion side of this debate so, you know, I think nationally people should look at what's going on in Kansas. We're a red state, uh, but we are not so deep red that uh, issues like this couldn't go either way. And, and the polling indicates it's probably going to be very close.
1: We're talking with Chris Kobach, who is candidate for AG in Kansas. It doesn't to me, it speaks of a level of just looking at this very, very politically It speaks of a a level of irresponsibility from the left and from abortion lobbyists and Democrats, because everyone knew the state was coming with Dobbs. Everyone knew if it wasn't Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, it was going to be one case that challenged the logic on which Roe v. Wade was predicated. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was was warning people of this for the last eight years. And it seemed that no one took the precaution on that party side. No one took the steps. Maybe get something ready in your state legislatures. No one did that. I mean, I mean, why why isn't I'm just I'm just curious as to whether w- what your thoughts are on that, because that's it seems like yelling at people like you and and others. That's not really where they should be shifting their blame. They should be asking their party leaders in state by state why they didn't take these precautions.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I think it's a reflection of a, a larger fact. And that is that the left, including the pro-abortion left, knows that at the end of the day, they're going to have a tough except in far left legislatures like California, New York, but you know, most of the country, they are gonna have a hard time arguing for opening up abortions, uh, making m- making abortion more available in more circumstances. You know, most Americans, when polled on this, think there should be uh, significant limitations on when and under what circumstances a person can terminate a baby's life in an abortion. And uh, that's why they have been, they put all of their chips on the uh, the judicial battle, right. so they, they 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 just thought that they if they keep fighting in the courts and keep getting the courts to invent things out of thin air, uh, then they they will win. But now they can no longer uh, win in that uh, anti-democratic. Um, Sphere where you just win by persuading some judges who are already activist and leaning your way. Now they're going to have to use the force of their ideas, the force of their arguments in state legislatures. And and I think the pro abortion folks know they are probably going to lose in all but the most left states.
1: And it's very hard. You bring up a really good point. It's very hard for for these lobbyists to convince people of taxpayer funded abortion on demand for recreational purposes it's very, very hard to convince people of something like that. So they always take, and the, the Gumacher Institute, that's Planned Parenthood's own, you know, little analysis think tank. They even say that it's, you know, it's fewer than, it's less than 1% of all cases where it's or, or 0.5 rape and incest, respectively. So they're using something that's, you know, such a low number to push this universe. That makes it very hard for them. To argue that case, I wanted to bring the tie this in with some of the I was I was reading this headline. And, of course, I'm sure you've seen them as well. This is this comes from Kansas.com, And there's a couple of other papers in Kansas City uh, where they they say that abortion opponents. I love how it's always that abortion opponents push to remove ballot ballot drop boxes ahead of Kansas Amendment vote. So everyone's now talking about apparently these ballot boxes. They're 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 saying that uh, that pro-lifers are engaged in false voter fraud conspiracy theories theories to pressure local officials and restricting voting access the way that i understand it is that people just want to make sure there's no unattended random ballot box somewhere in a street corner where there's no oversight as to who's dropping what in there when
0: that's exactly right and in kansas has 105 counties in virtually every county there has been very easy early voting for in a 20-day period Leading up to August second, so the idea that you need a ballot drop box that is unattended by anyone when you could just walk in the door of the county clerk's office and cast your ballot where there are real human beings, uh, you know, to vote, to check your photo ID, uh, it's it's ludicrous. The the ballot drop boxes are not necessary. Uh, they when you, when we have so many easy avenues to vote beforehand in addition to voting on election day. So uh, it, you're right. The the press always mischaracterizes it and then whenever they say voter fraud, they say false claims of voter fraud. And I can tell you as former Secretary of State of Kansas, uh, I successfully prosecuted uh, more than a dozen cases of voter fraud because Kansas is the one state where the Secretary of State enjoys prosecutorial authority along with county prosecutors. So even in a state with extensive protections like ours, Voter fraud always appears, and sometimes in small numbers here, sometimes in huge numbers in places like Pennsylvania.
1: Now, I'm always amazed at people who say, oh, it really doesn't exist. I had people who were illegally registered to vote at my home address, and I had to fight with the Board of Elections here in Texas just to take care of that. So to have people try to, to, to argue that it doesn't exist, we know we know it does. We've seen it. Chris Kobach, yeah. we, we appreciate your fight for truth and life, and uh, we're going to be watching to see what happens on August 2nd. A lot of that's going to that's going to have some uh, waves for sure.
0: Yeah, and for T-H. sure. And if, people want, and if people want to keep up with the race, they can check out my website at chriskobach.com. K-R-I-S-K-O-B-A-C-H dot com.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, sir. We'll be watching. Take care.
5: Thank you. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: So Tuesday, August 2nd, going to be a big day. We got primaries. You have that amendment that's being voted upon in kansas a lot of stuff happening and of course we're going to see if uh, china decides to get as uh, froggy as their language suggests with the speaker of the house now look i know some people are like oh who cares you know i hope the pilot and all that can bail out look this is not about pelosi you need to understand this they're running their mouths now because the administration in the white house now is weak this isn't about Pelosi and it's not about Democrats. They were saying this when Republicans went over to Taiwan or were. Remember the whole thing that happened with Taiwan uh, under under President Trump? And someone ended up winning an election over there and he thanked somebody. And there was this all these weaving and gnashing of teeth from Beijing. And he, with his mean tweets, tells people to go pound sand. You don't get that with Biden, though. And so this is provocate well, it's a threat it's not even provocation this response from china this has, not, this has nothing to do with with whether it's a democrat or republican they just this is just to the united states so don't let the fact that nancy pelosi is involved affect your inclination about good versus evil i mean they've they're they're running their mouths and threatening to shoot down Uh, a plane carrying because it's not just her there are republicans this is there it's a house delegation it's not just democrats it's republicans that are also going to be going with her she's just house speaker and so keep that in mind this is china trying to be they're, they're trying to to appear tough because they don't want the attention that the United States is giving Taiwan and recognizing it as a singular sovereign entity which they are. It's just I told uh, one of their newspapers, one of their big commie papers, I had said I what did I say? Shut up commie or something about Winnie the Pooh, I can't remember. Because they're running a they're running a uh, they're running their mouths every all of them, all of the all of their Beijing everybody. They um they're all running their mouths and I don't remember what I said, but someone, some some commie adjacent, whatever, Xi Jinping fanboy. It's like, what are you going to do about it? Well, why don't you trespass on my property and we can employ Castle Doctrine and find out? No, I'm just not joking. Uh, but the whole thing is they're running their mouths. They get to stay. They can threaten to shoot down leadership, house leadership. And their Twitter accounts stay. Trump says one mean thing to short stack down in North Korea and he gets suspended or something. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oh, and the uh, Ayatollah. He's been running his mouth. Didn't he just call the United States a great Satan again the other day? I swear he tweeted something out about that. They can stay on. But if you question whether or not a dude with a frankenbeans is the woman he claims to be, you'll be bounced. It's Dude, I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah, it's science. So long story short, we're going to watch all of this over the weekend to see what else China says. And I am looking to fight all commies. So there you go. Today in Stupidity, Kane.
3: All right. In no reality does the Inflation Reduction Act actually reduce inflation. Nobody believes that spending hundreds of billions of dollars that you don't have will somehow reduce inflation. But... It doesn't stop Corinne Jean Pierre from being the spokesperson for this administration. Listen to what she says on this.
4: And the way that we see it is we have a plan. Uh, we have a plan to fight inflation.
1: Uh, we are we are ready to help middle class families and not and Republicans are opposing that. They're opposing that because of false rage. False rage. What is wow. false
3: rage? I don't understand what she means by that, but um I don't know. I I live in a reality. You live in reality. I think it's
1: real rage.
3: Yeah, I was going to say.
1: It's not false rage. It's a real rage.
3: They haven't explained how it would reduce inflation because it doesn't. Because it's not going to. That's why it's stupid.
1: Yeah, and there you have it. Folks, that does it for us for this week. Big big week coming up. Got a lot of primaries coming up on the uh, 2nd, August 2nd. That's Tuesday. In the meantime, subscribe to that newsletter, Chapter and Verse, and check out the Facebook page, Official Dana Lash. Check out YouTube, where we have all of our past discussions for the simulcast up there. Have a great weekend. I'll be back with you on Monday.